watermelon is popping. Tell you right now, I love my melon. There's actually 50 shades of melon. Legalize it. Yeah. Melanin. Hey guys, hey guys, welcome to another episode of Dylan, 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 Dylan. I rip and I rhyme, I rhyme and I rip. I have no idea what that means. What? You don't know who the best rapper of all time is? Dylan. Dylan, 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 Dylan. Y'all should see me and Phil face because we like. You could say it in other languages. I still don't know what that is. Oh my goodness. Shout out. Y'all didn't watch Making the Band back in the day? No, I didn't. Oh, yeah, I did. I know who Dylan is. You played yourself. Go back and watch. Remy Husband hotter than him. They asked him, like, who do you think are the five greatest rappers of all time? He said, Dylan, Dylan. Dylan, Dylan, Dylan. Guess who Dylan was? Him. Dylan. Right. He was like, he made sure. Oh, he I think he, he was Jamaican, wasn't sucked. he? Sucked. <laughs> Welcome, guys. Welcome back to another episode of Highly, Highly Melanated. Melanated. Highly yeah. Melanated. I think we actually just said this. Right? We did. We did. But, but it, you, it never hurts to say it again. Because <laughs> we it are never hurts to say it again. Highly Melanated. Did they say measure twice, cut once? Measure twice, cut Come on like, with come it. On. You better, okay. yes. Starting it off. <laughs> PJ here. Yushi, baby. Red. And Blair. And the gang is here, guys. The gang is here. Uh, welcome back to another episode. If this is your first time, uh, welcome. We appreciate you listening. What up, though? As they say in my native land of Michigan. Have a seat. Take a listen. And close that refrigerator dough. <laughs> You're running up my light bill. Okay. <laughs> and for those who have come, welcome back. Uh, this is officially our, hmm, I think we are like, like a teenager now. We are teens. Our age is no longer on the clock. <laughs> That's kind of scary, yo. Teenagers are like ridiculous. Meow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I do what I want. Yeah, I have a 15-year-old teen- okay. godson that I'm trying <laughs> to do with. Y'all know y'all shit a day, because we be cussing and stuff. So yes, this is our 13th episode <laughs> of Highly Melanated. Uh, we're here, we're here, we're happy. So, yeah. I want to shout out somebody specifically. Um, met him on the train the other day. And, it, you know, it's really funny because I was actually having a conversation with a friend of mine, and then a random girl from the train joins in on our conversation and then like we exchanged like instagram handles and like all that 
And I told them about the podcast and they said that they listened. And then they got off the train. And then there was a gentleman sitting across from me who like started talking to me. He's like, so tell me more about this podcast. So nice. I want to shout you out. I am Johnston. Um, hopefully you're listening and enjoying what you hear so far. Hey, welcome. Shout welcome. Out. Shout out to you. Shout out to you. I also want to give a special shout out to uh, one of my boys, uh, Lamont Baldwin. He actually has his another show called Hella's Single Podcast as well. He's on Slate TV. And I uh, just wanted to shout him out. Got one of his nice little T-shirts, one of his merch. And we've just been having pretty good conversation as far as um, staying connected as far as what we do here as, as black folks, how we actually need to stay and build our own empire within ourselves. Because if we don't do it for us, then we don't expect anybody else to. So shout out to you, Lamont. Well, there it is. Shout out. Shout out to Deanna. Uh, I actually met her, met her the other day um, when I went out for brunch uh, with a couple of my fraternity brothers. Uh, she is somebody that is working on Broadway, um, and Broadway. I think that she um, on Broadway. I, 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 I don't want to like give it away, but I think that she might have nailed it with uh, uh, playing the role of Diana Ross. Hey, so, take a picture. Sorry, that's all. So hey. um, oh, please, please give it. her the support. That's she was she was such a good personality. She was very bubbly. I really loved her a lot. Standing My frat brothers um, loved her a lot. She is Diana underscore the director. So that is D I O N N A underscore T H E D I R E C T O R. All right, now congratulations. That's dope. Shout out to Rachel. I had uh, came across her at uh, my job I work at in Manhattan, which I will not mention. Um, but we got the talking, and I happened to mention the podcast, and she was like, I heard of you guys. I've been listening. So, being that you've already been listening, shout out to you. Give thanks. Appreciate the five stars. Leave a comment, girl. That's so dope. Like, every time I tell people about it, like, somebody would be like, oh, I think I've heard of you guys. And I'm like, right, oh, my God, right? that's so cool. I'm like, thanks, oh, my God, guys. are you serious? We're, okay. we're so appreciative yeah, of you. that. That's amazing. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Really appreciate the love, guys, and really appreciate it. Um, even if those who um, listen and you rate, you can, you know, leave a comment. You know, leave some feedback. You know, we listen. We'll take your advice, maybe. I mean, but yeah constructive criticism only please yes don't be disrespectful guys i mean we wouldn't be disrespectful to you or anybody else unless don't come for me unless i send for you and i am not sending for anybody because you don't want it because i am 212 pounds of yeah raw man (laughs) 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 all righty then and you know what? I want to give a special shout out to Trisha Dodson. Um, we hear, baby. We hear. Shout out to you. Shout out to you. Real talk. Thanks for the comment, babe. What was her comment? It's about time a show was created that represented our community to the fullest. Ew. Okay, so yeah, see. nation. She laughing. She laughing right now because she like that's exactly how I would say that. <laughs> 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 so listen, all we got is great five stars, great reviews. All right. So, uh, I really wish I could sing, but <laughs> you can. Everybody, everybody can, can. Everybody can. It's everybody just sorry. Matter. Wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. Everybody can wait, sing wait a and everybody can dance. Wait. It's just a matter of how well. Yeah. I was just going to say, let me add that adjective in, well. Mm-hmm. So, um, I wish I could sell. Send. Different. Oh, also, just full <laughs> disclaimer, I think I'm not think. I know I'm coming down with like. A terrible cold, so that's why I've got like my smelly cat, like Phoebe Buffay. You don't even like, uh, smell like smelly that. cat. I can't even you, tell. Know, I, you know, like the I don't know if you guys watch Friends, like I watch Friends, but nope. like she had like no. that. Um, I know who she got about. sick. And she had like this like raspy like sexy voice. She was like, "This is my sexy singing voice," and everybody loved when like she was singing because she sounded like, you know, all extra like. Uh. So then, like okay. after she got healthy and she lost like her sexy phlegm, is what she called it. She kept trying to get herself sick again, so that's hilarious. Get her sexy phlegm back. That's what I feel like right now. I've got uh, sexy phlegm. So well, let's make you feel <laughs> a little. Well, when you do that, now. okay? Because I didn't, I didn't hear it before until oh, you did that. Well, Welcome to the club. well I feel it all in my throat. And in my anyway, continue. Let's no, to the I was just gonna say, I was like, I wish everybody <laughs> could see how like disgusted my face was. I was like, <laughs> let's make you feel a little bit better, not cough all over the place. I mean, besides the fact, she's you know, Blair looks good no matter what. But no, yeah. no, she looks great, but she's like sitting I'm here like stay ha- on this side hacking room. up this a lung. Know. You know, but let's try and make she, you feel a little bit better. She got you know, she yeah. you know how to make her feel better. She got the gold blue hat on, go and blue. No. Hail to the victors, valiant. Well, I was thinking about That's maybe covering doing up on like, um, a little story <laughs> icebreaker. Like, yeah. <laughs> hmm? Yes. The story. 
Story icebreaker. Have yes. you guys ever played that? It's really fun. So all you do is you're, we're going to take four words and then we're going to go around the room and we're just going to make a story and see how like funky and crazy it can get. Oh, boy. So we go. Uh, it'll be me, then Blair, then PJ, and then Yoshida. Okay. We'll do that for the next couple of minutes. Yeah? Yes. I think that sounds it. like a plan. Let's do it. Yeah. So, all right. Today I went to... The store and I... Saw a pretty pink... Pussycat! Walking down... The street. <laughs> and then... I picked it up... And it ate chocolate... Okay. Starburst! Fell out the... Bag. I was confused. Oh, I was... <laughs> Yeah, okay. <laughs> I think we need to start Let's a new story. Let's go start story. this one over. All right, we need all to right. start a new story. You. Bag, and I was confused. And it's all through this as we're talking. <laughs> we're just listening. All right, all right, all right. We got this. John said, hey, how <laughs> are you doing today? And then Mike said, hi, how are you? I said, shut up. You dumb idiot, I can't stand your breath. Oh, well, yours sucks. I have Mentos with... You lost. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. All right. This is, yeah, this so is, that's that's the actual one. game. So, yeah. yeah, so when you lose... Okay. Um, little Sally Walker walking... Up the hill with... Wanda's Wendy Wednesday wear. But what Juan did what? with that wear, I don't understand because. Boy. Better. Balance. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was gonna say because it's Tuesday. I wanted to hear the rest of the story. Okay, what wand did she have? <laughs> All right, one more time. Let's one go. One more time. Let's last time. Last time. Okay. Um, when I was there, I picked up a mirror and looked in it and saw a shining fucking star bitches but actually <laughs> it was not a star it was a planet in my universe i'm a star especially when i'm sitting on the toilet <laughs> Yes! <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was going to get you that one. <laughs> oh, because I was. <laughs> yeah, no, that's my favorite activity. Like, hey, am I sitting on, on the toilet? Please, the don't, toilet. please don't mess up my Is that bowels. when you feel like a star? Because that's where the story was going. So, guys, so last episode we had talked about, you know, just uh, who are your friends? Um, and one of the things that I found so interesting with like what, who are your friends is that those are your extended family, essentially the people that you choose in the words of the great Blair oh. sitting next to me. Um, and they're backing you up, um, you know, 110% away. But however, we still have a whole nother portion of what kind of created you and who made you. And then that is actually just dealing with like who our elders are. So what are some things? Just like off the top of your guys' head, like what are some things that are that stuck with you that your elders have taught you in your past, in, or your past, in, when you were younger, um, or even currently? It could have been a couple of days ago. What are some of the things that are like really stuck? Hmm. My grandmother on my father's side, so my paternal grandmother, um, she was very much um, a matriarch on my dad's side of the family. Like she's like this, you know, firm, strong, you know, black woman. You know, she was one of the um, she worked with the union. So she was very much what people might call a ball buster. Um, and there's one thing that she told me that she she told all of us, um, all of us grandkids, her, chil her, her two children, my father and my father's brother, my uncle. Um, was n never settle. Do not settle. Mm -hmm. Get what it is that you want and nothing less than that. 
And she would apply it to absolutely everything. Like I remember when we would come out to visit and my dad would take all of us shopping. So like me and my brothers and then my two cousins. So my uncle's children too. He would take all of us like shopping or something for like back to school clothes or something. And my grandmother would come with us and we'd be like trying on like different clothes. And it it would, I remember putting on this pair of overalls and I was like, oh, well, these will work, but I really want um, the the blue ones instead or something like that, you know, just something kind of like trivial like that. And she was like, well, then don't get those. So I was like, oh, but, you know, they don't have them. This will work. You know, it does. It, it's fine. She's like, get what you want and not what you'll settle for. Mm. And I was like, dang. Like, so, and like I said, she applied it to like everything in life, something as trivial as like, you know, clothing than to like, you know, um, what you want to do as far as career or the type of person that you want to date or just like anything like it, it applied to every ass and I apply it to every aspect of my life, you know, and it's always rung in my head, you know, don't settle, get what it is that you want and nothing less than that. So my grandmother, um, is deceased. Unfortunately, she passed when I was, both of my grandmothers passed away when I was 16 and both of my grandfathers passed away when I was two years old. Mm. Um, so I didn't get to have any like maternal or, paternal. you know, paternal, you know, real relationship with my, or, or that I remember anyway. I'm sure like as a baby, like they, you know, interacted with me and stuff, but I was two years old and younger, so I don't remember. Um, but as far as like my grandmothers go, I did get a lot of information from the both of them. And I know that that is one thing that my grandma Leona um, said to all of us and everybody in our family. And that's something that I think we will all, remember her for was she was very much about like get what you want and don't settle for anything less oh, that's right i like that mm-hmm. <clears throat> i like that a lot actually um do you feel like um i guess how do you feel like that's like sh- like when did that like start taking like a lot of foothold for you because like for example i know there's a lot of stuff that my parents have told me when i was yay high and I was like, yeah, pff, yeah whatever. Yeah. <laughs> okay, sure. And then it like that's like when it hit me, like whatever age that was. You know, I think that that's also the thing too. Like a lot of times we're, we can be very dismissive of what our parents say, but we have a different outlook when it comes to our parents' parents. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Like, I just kind of feel like, oh, my grandmother. Like if my mom had said it, I would have been kind of more like, yeah, okay, you know, whatever. You're my mom, you know. But because my grandmother said it, like I put more stock and more value in it. And my grandmother was also like one of those people, like she didn't just say things, you know, like just to say them. Like if she was saying something to you, then you better listen because what she's saying is important. So she didn't just make, you know, off the cuff like remarks or anything. So to answer your question, like that, that, that took hold of me when I was probably maybe about like nine or 10, um, when it really started, like started to resonate with me and I started applying it to like all aspects and different areas of my life. Mm. Now, granted, I probably do it more forcefully now than I did when I was a kid, but it was one thing that definitely stuck with me. Okay. Nice. What about you, PJ? Well, as every, it's, it's so interesting as far as like with elders, um, to talk and I think that depending on where you're from or whatever it is um, for me it was my grandmother is still you know she's still here and praise I, God I, I, she's mm-hmm. everybody everybody who knows knows me who knows knows me <laughs> but everybody who knows me knows that my grandmother is everything um, and there have been some times where she said some things that a lot of my other family members was like wait that came out of her mouth um, and let's say like after my last relationship and I stayed with her for some time before I found my apartment and I was going through, through some things and out of the blue, she just said, uh, a wise man knows his flock like the back of his hand, but a foolish man will fall for the same wolf in sheep's clothing every time. Mm. And that was a, like during a time like she, that, but that blurted <clears throat> out and I didn't even tell her what it was. Mm hmm that it was going on, but there were some things that were going on mm-hmm. with the previous relationship that she, I guess she just read it and just said it. 
And I really thought about that um, because at that time, that's what I was feeling like. I Oh, you're changed, but you really haven't. And we're talking about in that time period. We're not talking about now or anything mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. Um, she's always said little things that really, it, it, it stuck with me. Um, she said, like, many hands make light work. Mm-hmm. Growing up, mm-hmm. we all had chores, mm-hmm. right? But we were all paired off. So my cousin and I would do the sweeping, and then she would do the dustpanning, or somebody would wash, and somebody would dry. And it was a way to make you understand that, Teamwork makes dream work. So we all work together. We all do things together. And no matter what happens, it gets done faster when we're all on the same page doing things together. That's something that she's always taught me. She's always instilled in me. Mm -hmm. So I really take that part really seriously about what it means to actually be a team all together. And I learned a lot from her. And I think that our grandparents, like I agree with you, what you were saying as far as the whole yeah, your mother could say have said the same thing, but when your grandmother or grandfather says it just has It's just different. It's like Right, it's, it's like you you realize that you're you're getting wisdom. I mean, un, 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 I mean, I, and I can only speak for myself, but I I think that also depends on how the family situation is set up. I guess mm-hmm. you know, my grandmother raised me for a, a, a long period of time until I was like ten, or it's like little sayings like you know you don't want to take a shower, so you smell like outside. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and not really understand like, like how what does outside, outside what does smell? outside smell like but everybody knows what outside smells like sure does, yeah because like if you, you walk by me you smell you like, like you smell like outside <laughs> 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 and i'm pretty sure you can't say that to no cosmonauts and they don't understand what that means <laughs> right that's that the outside smell <laughs> but yeah that's okay what about you you well um uh, so what happened is uh, Exford Richard, Exford Ricketts, a.k.a. Richard, whom um, I claim as my granddaddy, he used to always say, who God curse, um, who God bless, no man curse. And um, basically what he used to try to tell me was like, you know, always go for your, always go for what it is that you're looking to do in life. Like whatever is your dream, go for it. Don't be one of those old people sitting back like I should have, could have, would have. So just know that if it's meant for you, it's meant for you because if God blessed you with it, no man can take that away from you. And that's basically what who God bless, no man curse means. Um, and then I also uh, was fortunate enough to have uh, my dad, my mom's husband, who is an elder in his 80s. And man, he loaded me up with mad stuff. So much stuff that I don't have enough time to say everything. But um, one main thing that he always did used to say, especially what's important for women, is like, you know, make sure you always get a man that loves you a little bit more than he loves, loves you a little bit more than you love him. That way it's equal because women be loved so strong. So when a man loves you a little bit more, he will go the extra mile every single time without failure. And he always, 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 always told me that. Um, and he also told me, you know, you should make sure you have your own money. Make sure you're, you know, it's okay to have we money, but make sure you have your money because, um, you know, you don't ever want to be in a situation where something happens and you're caught out there and you don't have nothing to fall back on. You know, that rainy day money, you know, the beyond in the left titty money, money you know, the kind that you put underneath the mattress. <laughs> that mad money. Yeah. <laughs> he always told me to have that regardless. And he said, if you don't eventually end up needing it, just pass it on to the kids. <laughs> But um, or me. <laughs> I mean, to the left, to the left. Well, I'm well, I'm technically I'm to her right. I'm to her right. So give me that, give me that money. <laughs> <laughs> or you can just pass it directly across. That works too. <laughs> pass it across the table. Pass across. Pass across. <laughs> I like that. that. That's funny. But yeah, so I was um fortunate enough to have um, um a male f- um grandfather figure who did share some stuff with me. My grandmother shared lots of stuff with me um but i just felt that it was important to be able to um more so highlight the um paternal side um and just show that uh, men are out here raising women it might be where it might be far few in between but it's really not how we think it is it's men out here raising little girls to be women and my daddy raised me to be a woman amen and a beautiful one at that I'm all right, but thank you. Appreciate that. If <laughs> <laughs> you don't get out of here, um, well, so uh, the the reason why I like acts, like, because I know I have a couple of um quotes 
that people used to say all the time. For me, the type of the type of learning that I did as a kid was actually very conducive to the the topic that we have right now because um, I was a kid that learned stuff through really interesting quotes or sayings or. Uh, I often use mnemonic devices to like help me remember things very well. So like, for example, I thrived off of um, when my mom would talk about um, you can catch more uh, flies with honey than vinegar. Because mm-hmm. I would sit there and be like, what does that mean? <laughs> now I want to just go in the backyard and just like have some honey and, and have, have some, some vinegar, vinegar and see and where the like, flies go. understand that. <laughs> um, or um, Love it. Or... Uh, Stop running in and out of my house. You, you running run up my, my light bill. bill. <laughs> like, how does that connect <laughs> with one another? You, I know you mentioned it before, but I was just. Like, I mean, it's just, it's, it's, yeah. Go ahead. But it makes you like wonder. You'd be um, like, wait a minute. Or uh, strike while the iron is hot. Hmm. You never heard anybody say that? No, but that's, that's you never heard anybody say that? No, Neither I have I. Really? I've always really? heard like strike while the iron strike is while hot. Strike while the iron is hot. Like that's it's like, like and your most optimal right. point. Right. Do it now. Do it now yeah. while it's like while it's like on fire, I've like while it's and that's so, flaming. That's, that's so funny cuz my my grandfather used to walk around and my cousins who are listening to this, he used to walk around going like, "Yeah, I'm Iron Man. Yeah, mess with me. I'm Iron Man made of steel." There you go. Bam. <laughs> wow. Right? So we used to do that. So then my cousin, she drew this little picture of an actual iron and titled it Iron Man. <laughs> get out of here. I'm sorry. Just we put it on him. Hmm. I never heard it said like that, but I did hear get Shake it while you get it while you can. Yeah. Get it while you got yeah, it. Yeah, I've heard that, but just get it while you hot while it's hot. Mm. You know what my mom used to and still does. My mom used to always say, which always threw me off because it was like what? She would always say to me, or well, not so me, but more so my brothers, because I was the good child. Uh, <laughs> She'd always say, I brought you into this world. I'll I, would, take I you knew out. I was about to say that. <laughs> God. I oh. brought you into this world. I, Mama, do you realize that you say you going to kill me? I gave you life. I can take, I it, can away. take it away from you. Parents, so th- I need y'all to understand. Like, do you realize that when you're literally threatening to end my life? They learned how to trick your ass. So the shade about that whole thing. <laughs> like, come on, Mama. <laughs> so, so the shade about that whole thing is that my father used to say that to me, right? And this is when I knew that um, I think that they knew that I was getting a little too old for myself. Because he said that I brought you to this world. I'll take it. I said, no, you didn't. You ain't Ooh, nobody. Tried it. Ooh, you tried <laughs> it. I mean, biologically, he wasn't. So it was. I mean, but still, that <laughs> back talk will get hurt. you. That'll get you that taken out. Looking at you like, that will get let's you taken out. Okay. I'm not your dad. But guess <laughs> what? Right, exactly. How many legs does it take to get to the center of this Tootsie Pop? Let's find out, about shall we? DJ Pop about to pop right okay. now. Okay. Yeah. Oh, my Lord. Yeah, I've learned jail. Okay. My goodness. I'm just I mean, saying. Yeah, whenever she would say that, I'd be looking at her like, I, I don't think you understand what it is you're trying to say. Yeah, no, they, they, they. But I think it's more like that author, like respect my authority, like kind of thing. Like I'm the reason why you're here, so don't, yeah, don't no, try me. Absolutely. Again, like, she would say this to my brothers, not to me. I was the good child. She just. So you would just listen on the anti life. I was. I was over there like y'all better not try her. She gonna take you out. <laughs> Mm, and I'll be right here watching. Right. I'll pray for Goody you. Goody Yeah, were you I a was. snitch? No, I was not a snitch. Mommy, mommy. No. Mom, mom. I was not a snitch. Stop it. I was not a snitch. If anything, I'd be trying to convince my brothers to stop doing what they doing uh, before. You're going to get us you going to get us in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> and I want ice cream today. <laughs> I, I, I don't think mama going to like that. You better stop it. So, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, what about you preaching to the choir? Oh, yes. Yeah. I say that. I don't want to do it. I'm tired. You preaching to the choir. Preaching to the choir. I'm, I'm tired. Ain't nothing new under the sun, so what you going to do about it? Well, well, beggars can't be choosers. What about ain't nothing but a chicken wing? It ain't no thing but a chicken ain't wing. No, ain't no thing. I feel like that came from Ain't no thing but a chicken wing. Yeah, I heard that. You know, they I feel like they came from like the first movie <laughs> album. Oh, oh wait, wait. I, I got one. I got one because I, I couldn't, uh, for whatever reason, my eyes just didn't work. If it had been a snake, it would have bitten you. Yep. 
because oh, yeah. if it had, like, if it had been something. a snake, it would have bit you. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. when you're looking for something and it's right, right in front of your face, yeah. like when you had your cell phone my truth in your hand. Oh, like have you ever done that? Yeah, like when you're gr- like on your phone, yes, looking for your phone. You're like, I can't find my phone nowhere. I looked over here. I looked over there. And they be like, girl, you know what happened to me? You be like, I'm on my phone. Oh, there it is. Found it. Well, that's pretty bad. Saying, You've never done that. No. I've done that many. I know. Times. I've I, done I, it I ain't before. Gonna lie. I've I, done it once I know, before, wait, and I, I know remember there was feeling one that so I couldn't. Afterwards. There was one that I couldn't understand. That was like, "Don't let your mouth write a check. Your, your ass can't catch." Okay. And Ooh. I didn't know anything what about. You don't understand I, that. I didn't know anything about Look, cashing checks. So I didn't know what check was. Out I here being writing checks that your ass can't cash. Because look, I'm a come for mine. And you better have the dividends. Cha-ching. Interest, baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, okay, so this, I mean, this is still in the same vein, but I, I, this isn't something that I learned from my elders, but I think it's like one of the funniest things I've ever heard. So it was in one of Kevin Hart's stand-ups, and he was talking about um, his homeboy, oh God, I can't remember his name, not Nate. But the other guy, like the the older the older guy in the crew, who was like his like bodyguard, like kind of like kept him together, like kind of thing. And he was like real like old school, like he said things like jab turkey and like that kind of stuff. Yeah, so <laughs> he and Kevin got into like a low key like argument like one day, and then he like he spazzed out. He said, "Let me tell you something, sucker. <laughs> 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 Let me tell you something, sucker. You ain't nothing but a slice of cheese without the corners, a piece of cheese without the corners. I'm In other words, you're never gonna be a slice. I remember that." <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! Like that, like mess. I was like, you ain't nothing but a piece of cheese without the corners. In other words, you ain't never gonna be a slice. Like, yo, that's hilarious. Yo, like, I, I don't I even know what that means, but that did something to all of us, I right? Could, right, I in your heads was like, like, steam coming out. You ain't never gonna be a slice. But that's how I put cheese on my burgers. I cut off the. What? So it don't melt. She cuts off the corners. So it ain't never gonna so, be a so slice. This is a, a perfect. It's okay. not a slice. <laughs> Come on, disc, disc of cheese. I'd say. You know what else? Parents used to say, especially mothers, black mothers, and I know all of y'all can relate to this one. I don't think I can. Yes, you can. I don't okay. think I can either. Yes, you can. Everybody can somehow. May, maybe your mother didn't say this to you specifically, okay. but you can relate to it because you gonna know what it means. You got McDonald's money? I ain't like McDonald's. I'm sorry. <laughs> but what, it's what, more whatever, so, it's just about like, gonna... it's like whatever. Like you got Toys R Us money. Like you got, you got uh, amusement park money. Like anytime you wanted to do something like mm-hmm. as a kid yep. and like your mother would be like, uh, so is you going to pay for this? You got the money to pay for this? Where that tree at? That, that money grows on. Right. Where it at? They've been trying to, they were trying to get me to work from since I was like. Turn, right. <laughs> as soon as you turned 13 no <laughs> earlier than that your parents yes that's so funny because my dad it was a rule that like we weren't allowed to have jobs um because he wanted us to be like solely focused on school nope because I, I i always ask for stuff i want a video game <laughs> <laughs> you got you gotta get 20 dollars uh, all right mm. i don't know how i'm gonna do that but all right <laughs> i started working when i was 16 though okay which uh what was your first job uh, working in a convenience store. Oh, Quickie yeah. Mart. Yeah, Quickie Mart. <laughs> well, uh, no, I was Welcome about to, to the Quickie Mart. Yeah, I was about to. <laughs> Apu. Come on. Apu. Um, no, but I can't. That was a Simpson that, reference. Nothing else. Nothing more. <laughs> That's it. You're right. Okay. Right, right. That's why I was like, uh, no. Okay. <laughs> I was like, let oh. me just. Um. Yeah, but I I can't relate to that. I gotta be honest. What? Money growing trees. You got the money to buy that. I can't relate to that. I gotta be honest. <laughs> Oh, they got you everything? No, what happened was luckily my dad was, um, he ran North Housing Authority. So it was like, oh, you want that? What color? Like I would look at something and he'd be like, you, you want that? What, what color? Get her the size, get her the color. Like that was kind of awesome. I think that's why I had so many friends. Oh, because they was just like. <laughs> no, because my dad was the type to give my friends money and send us all to the mall together. Hey. Yeah. So everybody was like, we need to be her friend, which was sucked. Mm. Yeah. Well, I, you're but now friend. I'm Paul, so I, I don't got that. I was gonna say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll be your friend now. <laughs> now I'm Paul. I'm Paul. I'm Paul. I'm Paul, and I live on my own. <laughs> right. Well, one quote that I did leave out because um, I wanted to leave it like for last because I think we all can relate to it is um, you got to work twice as hard to be half as good. Amen. I mean, and why is that? 
Yeah, well, why do you think? Let's let's talk about that. Exactly. You know, I true. never. And the thing about that is, like, you know, I, I I'm not sure if I said this before. Um, I think I said this in our first episode. You know, I never really understood that growing up. Like, I never understood what my father used to like, even though he was like borderline abusive and really, really, really aggressive. Um, but he always said that we have to be ten times as smarter we have to do it 10 times better you you have to write a five-page book of report nigga you writing 10, ten. you know mm-hmm. and like i i would have to you know and i never understood that until obviously i got older you know then you understand oh you were straightening me but i was such a re- rebellious person i wasn't what you no i get out of here hmm. but i get it did you have that had uh, that 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 talk so not in those I mean like yes like I got that lesson like that you have to work 10 times harder to be like you have to work twice as hard to be half as good so I definitely like got that lesson but it was it wasn't in the in the realm of like you know like these white people like don't give you nothing you know kind Mm -hmm. of thing it was more so like so that you can be the absolute best that you can be, regardless of, you know, what other parameters there are out there. Like all like existential stuff aside, like mm. this is for the development of you specifically, mm. Jessica Blair T. White as a person. Mm. Um, but so it didn't relate to at least like the the way it was taught to me was it was not in relation to like other people. It was more so for like so that you can be the absolute best that that you are capable of being and beyond. And if you are that person, then there's no reason why you'll be denied anything in life. To, to, to jump in with that, do you feel like how we said on the on the first episode um, when we were talking about getting to know who we, who we are, um, do you feel that that's why you were in that bubble where you didn't feel like everybody was saying, well, I have, um, what was your exact words if I can think about it? Um, no, I I mean I think I know where you're going with it because like I because you, I, cause, cause I you got it. like two different like perspectives like growing up from my parents like um my mom grew up in the south and was very much about like you know like you got to know about these white people kind of thing whereas my dad um was not he didn't teach me lessons that way that my mom my mom was very black and white about it and my dad was more like hey let's just you know let's 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 deal with things in the way that they are and not the way that you know they're they they could be or I don't know I'm not explaining it well but my mom grew up in the south and so everything was very like black and white to her and my mom grew up in like the segregated south you Mm -hmm. know so things like she was very much about like you know like you as a black woman gonna have to know how to survive in this white person's world kind Mm -hmm. of thing whereas my dad didn't teach me lessons that way my dad more so taught me lessons about like just becoming like if you're the best and if you're the best at being the best and you're the best at being the best at being the best then there's no reason why you'll be denied anything Mm -hmm. so whereas my mom would have been like she would tell me like you can be the best of the best of the best of the best and best and they'll still tell you no Mm -hmm. So, yes. Yeah, so I think just with the two different perspectives that like my parents gave me and with me having like this idea of fair is fair and right is right. If I am doing things the way that um, people would expect for them to be done, then there's no reason why like I would be denied like whatever it is I'm like going for or trying to achieve. Um but then when the realization of like, yeah, you do have to work twice as hard to be half as good started to set in, like it kind of altered my way of thinking. And I was like, oh, well, you really do have to work, you know, 10 times as hard to get half of what the people in power um, don't even want to give you. I can't even say like they want to give it to you. They don't even want to give it to you. Um, so, Yeah. But I mean, you know, <clears throat> it's funny because even in going back to the first episode where we were talking about the similarities between you and Yushida and then between me and Blair, um, I think that I, I received the same talk. Mine was a little bit more um, mine was a little bit more polarized in the sense that I did have the talk like, you you know, you're not going to be accepted in 
the world this necessarily the same way as a black man so you do have to work twice as hard to be half as good but i think one of the things that i i had like a hard time swallowing was that i was always around people that would um <clears throat> would seem accepting right because we're looking at you're you're looking at it from one perspective so you're around these kids who like their kids like they're doing like whatever they they need to do but you're not seeing the side of like what the you know your parents or your dad is or your mom is experiencing um <clears throat> my dad used to work for NYPD so like it was always an interesting time for him because you know he's he's a cop you know so people are don't like cops but then he's a black cop you know, so it's just like, Two strikes. you know, how, how dare you stop me for what I'm doing, you know, because you shouldn't even have that position. So um, <clears throat> I think that ultimately is just really interesting in terms of how you e evolve out of that. And I think it all goes back to, um, you know, w I think when you finally get out to be on your own, that's when you start realizing like because you don't have this protective cover or that umbrella safety net there anymore from from your parents or from your guardians or from whoever so like mine a lot of the stuff that happened to me happened like when i was in buffalo where people would say things and i'm just all like what what did you just say like why would you say that and you have like all these different feelings that like come up so that and that made that made me work twice as hard you know in a lot of scenarios come on like i don't want to be that that stereotype i don't want to fit that mold it's so funny because like even to to the contradiction at least i mean for speaking on behalf of for me like my father used to always say um you don't have to act don't ever ask for anything because you need to they're not going to give it to you so just go ahead and take it you have to actually go with force and then later down the road whenever i needed something or i didn't want to ask me if you never ask the answer is always no so it's like which one is it? I mean, do I? Well, at the same time, I never even went, went bothered to like even try to take it. I, I just it, it, that, those kind of things like always got lost in the sauce. You know who else said that? Sorry. So who? <laughs> Drake. <laughs> <laughs> he said, "Sorry." He said, "Don't ask for permission. Ask for forgiveness." Which is actually, a, you know, a lot of people say that. So I'm sorry. I heard it from Drake. So oh, oh that's all. Yeah. So like my dad used to always. Um, reference um because he came up in the military in the 50s you know when it was segregated and um he always talks about protecting the country and coming back and being discriminated against can't even sit down and eat a burger so he always used to just remind me that i had to work harder because i was black but he also said you have an advantage because you're a woman and as a woman and as a black woman you can break that ceiling that's ahead of you just make sure when they get an A, you get an A plus plus plus. Just make sure when they get a 4.0, you get a 5.0. Um, but he always said that the time of the black woman in this country is coming, which is which is now. Um, and, and, and that because he told me this like when I was younger. So this is like in the 80s, early 90s. Um, but he always you you used to just say the, the 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 time and the power of the black woman is coming. Be ready for it because it's for you. This is what we sacrifice for because the black woman is the first teacher of the com of the black community. The black woman is the first teacher of the children of the family. Mm -hmm. So that's how the families got sidetracked because of the black woman because we have the babies we teach the children. So what's happening is things are changing now. And um, the light on us, the look, it's still a lot of negativity out there. But guess what? We about to have the first governor of Louisiana that's a black woman. Like, bro, like, how are we in 2018 talking still about saying the first, first black, black anything? Anything. Word. But the thing is, the things are changing and black women are stepping up. And women in general are stepping up. And the reason why I'm saying black women is because we highlight uh black things here but in general women are stepping up in my bad just made sure that I did not forget my place in this world who I am and where I stand uh, and I appreciate him for him for that because if it wasn't for him I would have based my ideas on what's put out in social media and what's put out in social media is that the long-haired light-skinned blonde-haired woman is who is in power 
I guess, I, I, you know, th- that's one of the things that we have to try and constantly, like, go against or just try and fight against is, like, what is the, the status quo and the norm? I guess that's, like, everything that we can just take away from that. Um, but, you know, w- we talked about a lot of quotes, but, like, what is... What do you feel like, it, you know, we're both, we're both, we're all of us, we don't have necessarily, we don't have kids yet. So what what would we want to tell our kids? Like, what would you think that is would be the most important thing that would be, that they would need to know to be successful in life? It's hmm. a good question. I would start by telling my sons to be gentle and it's okay to have love and show love and to feel love and that you don't always have to be strong. You don't always have to hold the world up on your shoulders because you're human. And I would always tell him that it's okay to cry in those moments when you need to. It's okay to vent in those moments when you need to. I would remind my daughter that she was made perfectly the way she was because God designed her to be that way. Anything outside of her that she sees is not expected to be on her or who she has to be. And I would basically want my children to be loving, compassionate individuals who, um, like myself, um, are not racist, but do not but do not stand for racism. Um, That's just part of what I would definitely want to teach and tell my children. So just to kind of like, you know, go into and dissect like some of the things you say, because I, I want to get like feedback from everybody. But just to go into that, I know that I, I don't know if you guys saw it where um, the baseball players, they were holding each other and mm-hmm. they were like rubbing like heads and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. So you're talking about it's OK to not hold the, the world on, you know, your shoulder and not to always be so, you know, um typical in in the sense of uh, I guess what would be considered masculinity because like for in the black community a lot of our uncles grandfathers they were strong men meaning that they did strong to the point that they didn't even show like they didn't they didn't hug their brothers or their sons right so that's what I'm referring to. No, 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 absolutely. You know what I mean? And then like you know how when like your son will fall and scrape his knee and you'll be like um don't cry, but your daughter will cry and you'll baby her. Oh, it's okay. Mm-hmm. But the sun falls. It's like. Well, and I mean, I get that. But I guess what I'm saying is, is that um, what do you think is like, why do you think that's like systemic in terms of like not understanding or realizing that, that those things are okay? Because going back to that scene where the two men, they were like, you know, hugging each other, essentially. So when you do the love and, you know, and everybody was very much so like, ha, that's gay or that's this or that's like a woman should be doing that or da 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 da. Like you're essentially you're you're trying to be different and being being groundbreaking. So but no, what it is, is my dad taught me this ideology. He said when he, my dad is born in 1935, he said when he came back from the military, you know, when he was leaving to the military, he watched every single white father hug his son and all the black men shook their son's hands. Mm-hmm. And at that moment, he said to himself, in 1950s Mm -hmm. he said to himself when I have my son I'm going to hug my son I'm going to let him know it's okay to hug it's okay to hug your father it's okay to say dad I love you Mm -hmm. and hold your dad's hand and look at your dad in his face and talk to him that's what I'm referring to so it's not that I'm trying to be different which I'm always trying to be different I kind of get this from my dad because I don't know the first thing about raising a man right Um, so I listen to a a lot of the things that he says and how he raised his son and uh, the things that he said that, you know, that he did do and the things he said that he wish he didn't do. And I listen to those things so that I can hopefully impart them on um, mine when I have them. Got it. So I think that um, a lot of times, like when we think about a question like that, like what do we want to teach our children? What do we want our children to learn from us? We immediately go into wanting to teach them to do the opposite of all the things that we think we did wrong or that we wish were different. But at the same time, I think it's important to also make it a point to teach them all the things that you think you did right um, and that you're doing well. So obviously I want to impart what I feel like are all of my better qualities to my children and hope that they embody those and kind of carry them out on their own. 
there are things that I do want to teach my children that I wish that I had done differently. So growing up, like I didn't have like super duper like, you know, confidence and, you know, um, I was very much, I feel overly concerned with other people's thoughts and feelings. Um, And so I, again, will use my words carefully. And I feel like I was overly concerned with making other people happy to the point where I sacrificed a lot of my personal thoughts, feelings, values, standards to make other people happy. And I don't want my children to do that. And I say sacrifice because there there are things that I wish that I had not done for the benefit of other people because it compromised me. And so if it's something that, because there's sacrifice and then like there's sacrifice with compromise. Um, so if it's something that, you know, that I can do for somebody else and it's at no risk or no cost to me, then I'll do that all the live long day. But if it's, and I would want my children to feel like they can do that for other people too. But if it's something that I feel like compromises me in some way, shape or form, I don't, I want my children to be able to be strong enough to say, I'm not going to do that. So I think that's what I would want to impart to my children or one of the things anyway. When I was a teenager, I didn't understand this feeling I would feel like I would want to say stuff and I wouldn't say it, but I would start to get this feeling that build up inside of me. Like I would want to like punch walls and I'd be like, Yoshida, what the hell is wrong with you? And one day, and I got in my twenties, I realized it was because I was holding my tongue and I would allow people because I was like, you know, well, if I say something, maybe I'm going to be like being mean or I don't want to be mean. I want this person to be happy. And I wouldn't say stuff. And it would literally make me want to go home and like tear down the house. And I was just like, why am I being like that? Mm -hmm. And I've learned to like not be that way Mm -hmm. because it literally like was killing me on the inside. Yeah. It, It was just a weird feeling. Like I was like feeling it physically. And I think that that's, it's like one of those things that like, for that person's like experience and their growth like it's something that it is good for them to go through because it just makes the lesson all that more valuable to them and resonate with them even more but if it's something that I can spare my children from you know and just kind of give them that knowledge and give them that confidence like right off bat you know like I would prefer to do that but I do understand that there is value in them experiencing those kind of situations so that way they can have their own personal growth Mm -hmm. but at the same time too like nobody wants to see their children struggle nobody wants to see their children in pain and if we can bypass all of that and just give them the answer key like we would do that but there is value in the lesson that they learn from the struggle and the pain it's like so to to interject a little bit what i i feel like what i would do is probably not at all what was done for me. Um, and it, it actually ties in what you were saying, Yushi, in reference to letting letting the child know how how much power they actually have within them and how important it is for them to be who they are and feel comfortable in it um, and not have to succumb to society's needs or whatever, to your left or to your right is, um, is popular or whatever. Um, you are beautiful the way you are. You don't need any enhancements. You don't need to do any, any, as long as you are healthy with a healthy body, walking and talking and breathing, then there is nothing that you need to do to change who you are to satisfy somebody else's needs. And that's the main, the main thing I would want to teach my child is for them to know that they can be who they are and be happy and not have to be somebody else to make somebody else happy. What's very interesting, like listening to everybody right now, is that um, everything revolves around being in self worth, and, that, and that's important because you know where where this is. I'm sorry to just jump you off, cut you off, but no, I feel no. like where this society has gone, or where um, 
you know, as, as far as these enhancements, as far as these changes, as far as what it is, the the most important lesson that you can give, and I forgot where I saw this or where this reminds me from, but is the lesson of self-worth. Like you need to know your value. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know your value, how do you expect the next person to treat you with value if mm-hmm. you don't even know? Yeah. So it's really important that. No, and, well, well, we, we, we know this, um, you know, just, looking at our, at the black community i mean i think the latest most pop most pop culture thing i guess relatable thing that anybody can relate to when it comes to being in self-worth and realizing like yeah we needed it was like when we should have the, the black panther mm-hmm. you know it became easily what well, i think it was the, the the third most popular movie ever or most grossing you know yeah. you know third in in the world um, and and that just goes to show that like we needed that representation because the representation translates into self worth. Now, like for me, like I definitely, I think if I had to teach my children anything, I think that I would tell them not to worry because I've always been a worry wart. Um, people who meet me in passing would never realize that but all of my good friends know that i always like okay what about this all right what did i did i do this wrong did i do that wrong okay what if i what if i don't do this what if i do do it um and then that takes away from not only does that take away from time but that just takes away from your your overall experience you you miss everything else passing you by because you go oh my god like you, you're thinking about what could and mm-hmm. you're not you're not really thinking of what what couldn't or what could have what what about right, the other things right, right. um so i would teach them you know really not not to worry because because you do have all of the power you do have you know a lot of it is sky's the limits um self self-worth is like you know is is key so i would tell them not to worry as well as take your your guys three experience and but I also want to. I also really want to add, like, there's a there's a sense of humanity that's lost, and I feel like that's something that really needs to be taught to a child. Children are beautiful; they see everything so innocent because they're born perfect until they are corrupted. Yep. Yep. You know, and it's it's one of those things where you can just see the innocence of a child, and then that moment you can then you can sense when that innocence is gone. And it's it it starts with the things that they hear in the background when you talk about other people. You know, kids pay attention to everything. Everything. You know, and it's so it's so interesting. Like even watching like uh, Blackish with how Rainbow's parents were different from uh, Dre's parents. Mm-hmm. You know, and the the common goal was one thing, obviously, to raise a well rounded child. You know, Rainbow was raised very sunflowers and this and that, whatever. Um, and then Dre was raised very, you know, how majority of us typical um, black families are raised. Very, very much, <laughs> we've had it. Like we were talking about earlier, we right. you got to be ten times stronger, this and that, whatever. Right. Um, and it's it's one of those things where it's like hard to you try to find the mesh between the two than it was before because there's a lot of things now that wasn't available before. No, I but I mean I I agree with you. Um, there's a lot of dynamics that we that 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 play in in black households to try and you know um, make it well balanced, make it make it well rounded, um, so that we're strong, but at the same time we're 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 free to do that. And I think um, I was talking to somebody the other day, but um, I think that's one of the reasons why you know everybody is kind of like, well, everybody just does what they want, but we don't because we we were trying to keep a certain we're trying to keep ourselves on a certain path to make sure that we are successful. And in the process you lose that, Oh, well I can just do anything. You worry, you, you, you think about the outcome. So, um, don't, you know, one, one quote that I just didn't mention before is, you know, you know, you're making a mountain out of a molehill. Don't do that. You know, take your time and, um, really think about like what we can do, um, to just better everybody and, and, and not worry and, and, and to have self-worth. So, guys, it's about that time. 
Um, what is your dessert time? Dessert. What do we? Dessert is my favorite meal of the day. Now well, that our bellies is filled on oxtails and pochops. Well, last week we <laughs> talked about cookie types. So, what else do you eat after dinner? Pie. Dinner pie. Mmm. Okay, so pie. What's your favorite kind of pie, Blair? So I didn't didn't eat a lot of pie. I actually don't think I had my first slice of like um like pastry like pie, like a like a apple pie or a peach pie or like something like that until I was like much, much older. The first type of pie I ever had was key lime pie because I just love all things that are like cake and candy. So key lime pie is the pie that I'm going is the slice I'm gonna go with today. And I think that, like I said, like the the first thing that I learned or that I resonated with that I learned from my elders was what my grandmother told us in, you know, not settling and getting what we want. Um, And I feel like that's like just a life lesson for everybody. And just to piggyback on that a little bit, um, my dad always used to tell me that his greatest goal in life was for his children to do better than him or be more successful than him. So I would like to continue that type of lineage. I want my children to be more successful than me and I want their children to be more successful than them. And I want that type of generational um, goal for my family line. And along with that, I know because we talked about like funny things that like our elders say, and especially black elders say, I'm going to also go with um, when we get in the store, don't touch nothing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sounds good. PJ? Um, so I like me some peach pie. Peach pie? I love peach pie. I don't um, think I've ever had a peach pie. It, it, it's something about eating a peach. It's just <laughs> pie. Um, it's so good. <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, my slice of peach pie uh, will be, I think I mumbled through this earlier. Um, my slice of peach pie will be have patience. Um, things aren't going to go exactly the way you want them to right when you want them to. Um, which will tie into a saying that my grandmother used to say, which was a watch pot will never boil. You keep looking at it. You keep expecting it to to do it right when you want it. It's not going to, as soon as you turn around is when it'll, the bubbles will start. So stop. So be patient. <laughs> I knew you was going to do that. So I was waiting for you to finish. <laughs> my slice of pie is um, pumpkin pie. And uh, basically, my my pumpkin pie is coming to you with a side of compassion. Be compassionate. Show compassion. Have love. Show love. Um, because when you display these things in the world, they come back to you. Whatever energy, whatever you put out, it comes back to you in this world. Um, and it's just important to be compassionate. So, for example, earlier today when Blair was speaking about um, uh, not necessarily expressing things and, a lot, and, and wanting others to be happy, And with that, that comes from a place of compassion and compassion is a beautiful thing. You just have to make sure that within your compassion itself, that you're not allowing the world to um, run over you because it's a difference between being compassionate and just too nice. Mm -hmm. So have compassion, have love in your hearts, people, and um, continue to show it regardless, especially in the face of hate. Have some pie. Okay, okay, okay. Um, I would have to say, so we're like, me and you are like arch nemesis. How the hell are we arch nemesis? Yeah. So whatever what pie he's like? about potato. to say is going to be completely potato. different. See, you even know, you even know about the greatness of sweet potato pie. Your opinion, reference. Sweet potato pie. Um, I, yeah, I love me a good slice of uh, sweet potato pie. What's the difference between sweet potato pie and yam pie? <laughs> What's the difference in its taste? The be- better. Mm-hmm. Can't even explain it. Because it's, can you explain good? Like, there's no word for that. Because you can't even explain. I it. can't even. Because I'm just thinking about <laughs> it. I'm like salivating over it. 
um my final thought is really um you know really just harping on like what i was saying before when it comes to just making sure that we um like if if i one day do have kids is to not worry not to make a mountain out of a molehill um you know just not wasting that time and really learning how to just like navigate and grow in the world and be all that you can be not a, not military but um right i was just all like no not them um really being what you know everything that you all your i guess it is be all that you can be but um <laughs> right but um really trying to be your best and not having to worry about failure and just really just worried about being who you are meant to be um and with that you do have to work twice as hard to be half as good and i and i do i do wait for the day where we don't have to worry about you know that saying because it's somehow racially charged but really is because you're trying to just be that that person that best individual that you are trying to be all right well all right well thank you for those those some good desserts yum 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 sweet potato and pumpkin and key key lime lime and peach but mostly sweet potato (laughs) (laughs) mostly peach mostly key lime Smash. So not even pumpkin. Okay, got it. It's <laughs> <laughs> all for me. I'm not sharing. Let's keep it. Hey guys. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you for that. Um, thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode. Thank you. We greatly appreciate it, guys. Um, if you are wanting to tell us how you feel, how you felt about this episode, any ideas, questions, comments, concerns, please always you are more than welcome to email us and reach out to us at highly melanated podcast at gmail.com you can also hit us up on twitter tweet 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 at h underscore melanated pod it's pod you can also follow us on instagram at highly melanated podcast uh if you are on itunes you please rate us you can rate us whatever stars you need to just leave you're gonna leave a comment if you're gonna if you're gonna not if you're not going to rate five stars please leave a detailed comment with an essay question and comment (laughs) 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 why um we want to get better we just want to know i mean to be honest with you guys i mean i would love to have all five stars yes please i mean really really um but you know improvements are needed at all times you know we all can grow and get better as we go along um but yeah so that's it you know comment on soundcloud as well as you listen oh we need a a thing for them we actually have a thing for them so why don't you tell us what your favorite slice of pie is and also what is the favorite most favorite thing that you could ever think that your elder has told you that you hold on to till this day it's probably sweet potato I'm, I mean, I can your grandmother's sweet potato pie recipe. <laughs> <laughs> she better, she better go ahead give that sweet potato keen lime pie pumpkin with a topping of peach on it. On it, the whole pie. <laughs> just get I it. Own it. <laughs> own it, own it. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening, guys. We're in. we're sexy fun voice out. Out. Good night, everybody. Good night. Bye. <laughs>